Hi, this is Dusty Wells. And this is Dave Clark. And you're listening to I I Love Love to Tell Tell the Story. Having worked in the Christian music business for the last 40 years and working alongside the record companies and the artists, (laughs) let me assure you, my friends, we've got some great stories for you. And Dusty and I started about the same time in the industry, but I've been working on the other side of the street with songwriters and publishers and copyright administration. But either way, trust me, between the two of us, we know where all the bodies are buried. I hope you enjoy our show. I love love to to tell tell the story. unlikely place that that I would ever meet somebody like you. Yeah, I guess so. I was so nervous that day, and I was keeping to myself, and I'm so thankful that you walked up to me that day because I we were at a taping, a Christmas taping, and um, I always get insecure in big rooms, especially with folks that I don't know that well, <laughs> and we were eating pizza, and I was shoving my face with pizza um, right as you walked up to introduce yourself to me. Thankfully, I had Chris with me, so we got to both meet you at the same time, but that was so special. You kind of like broke the ice for me to like go out and be social and talk with folks that day. We were at the Singing News Christmas taping, and I saw so many, you know, Lauren Talley, who I've known mm-hmm. since I was a little girl, she's singing, and all, and people that I knew and, and loved and respected, and you know me well enough now to know if there was anybody nervous and insecure that day, it was me because I'm not a singer. I couldn't figure out why I was there. And you did something that day that absolutely caught my attention. You sang Oh Holy Night, mm-hmm. and you stopped everybody in the middle of it. Now, the cameras are running dusty, and, and you know, they, everybody knows the song. You just do it and, and uh, get on to the next artist, the next song. She stopped them. And do you remember what you, why you stopped him? Because it wasn't right. It wasn't right. <laughs> and I'm mm. thinking this lady is either... A diva? A diva. Well, <laughs> now that I know that... Oh. And now you know I am a diva. <laughs> but you know what? Here's, here's what I thought. No. <laughs> you, uh, I, I think it was Bill Gaither that, that turned down an invitation to sing at the White House one time when President Carter was there. And the story I heard, I don't know if this is true or not... The reason he turned it down was they would not let him bring his audio guy. Wow. That's and funny. again, I'm, yeah. I heard, heard yeah. this secondhand, but, yeah. but what I heard was you cannot win unless you're in your own ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that day yeah. when I yeah. saw you stop, yeah. and I didn't know if you knew everybody in the room. I'm giving you a hard time, but I was blown away at, okay, here's a pro. Because yeah. you pulled out your phone and you said you played it. Well, and I, I had a, a different arrangement for it, and so I give them credit. They were playing it the way that they always do it, but, <laughs> but I had my own arrangement, yeah. and I thought, well, if we're doing it, we got to do it right. And it's, I love, and it. that's what my that's, my dad instilled yep. that in me from yep. at like young when I first started playing guitar, and we would go and sing at different places and competitions, and he'd be like, "You don't do it unless you've got it, yeah. and you can yeah. do it right." And (laughs) you would have regretted it. I would have regretted it. Yeah. You were the guest. That was your moment and it needed to be right. So Mm. I'm back there going, huh, I don't know her, but gosh, I love when I see that level of professionalism. Well, that's sweet. That is very kind. I, you know, that performance that I heard of yours with Strange Way to Save Uh. the World, I know that you say like, you're not a singer, but man, that was magical. If y'all are listening yeah, to this and you yeah, have not yeah, seen I that could. performance, go to Singing News TV yeah. and check out that taping because, Dave, your heart was so in it. I've, I've said that so many times about singers who say they don't – or writers. Let me say it this yeah. way. I say this – I say it all the time. To me, when a writer who doesn't normally sing a lot, when they sit down and sing their baby mm-hmm. – I'm telling you, it usually far surp- and I'm a huge for him fan, but I know, I guarantee you, if I, I can't wait to watch it. I've seen yeah. bits and pieces of it when it first, that will be my, one of my 
favorites. It just will. Because that's, you, you get their heart. You yeah. get their... Dottie Ramble used to always say about Sandy Patty, when Sandy Patty sings We Shall Behold Him, she said, mm. oh, nobody can sing it. Wow. But she says, but nobody feels it like me oh, as the I writer, that. which I love. Oh, I love that. Which I love that. And, and Sandy did dress it up and take it to a whole new world. But when Dottie would sit down with her guitar in concerts, Dave, Emily Ann, I don't know if you ever met her, but when she'd I sit down it. and sing We Shall Behold Him just with a guitar... And she'd say that. She'd say, "Man, I love Sandy. What she did is great, but she doesn't. She doesn't feel it like I do." Oh my goodness, that's beautiful. And that's the I'm truth. Have to write so that when down. you sing "Strange Way to Save the World," mm-hmm. for him did it great. So many other great artists have done it great, but nobody feels it like Dave wow. Clark. Yeah. I I don't even know what to do with that because you, no. you know, we live in a town where, and, and it doesn't matter how good you are. There's always somebody better at whatever you choose to do. But Emily Ann just told you that it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Emily Ann Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But you got to know that day I looked around the room and, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. Because there were, there were so many singers and, and, and Lauren Talley, I mean, you, you wouldn't know this, but I'm old enough to have written one of the songs that her mommy held her and sang yes. to her when she was yep. a baby on yep. stage. So, Oh, and, and another thing, <laughs> speaking of the time warp. You are so old. Yeah, so old. Gosh. I, yeah, and I'm so old, and Dusty's two weeks older than I am. <laughs> but I'm very young. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's a funny takeaway from that day. So I find out later that Emily Ann obviously had never heard Strange Way to Save the World. Wow. Yes, how sad. But I she, know. she called her mother. Mm-hmm. And- and my mama flipped out. Okay. I mean, my mama I flipped out. Bucks. I called yeah. my mom and I was like, I heard the most powerful, incredible Christmas song. It's my new favorite Christmas song. I literally left that taping and I listened to it on repeat oh for like days and days and days. And I called my mom and I'm like, have you ever heard this song? It's called Strange Way to Save the World. And she was like, Emily, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, I love for him. And then I was like... I looked oh. up Dave, and I looked up, like, all the songs yep. that he was a writer on and saw Mercy Came Running nope. and, like, all these songs that I – then I was like, oh, my gosh, I was yeah. raised on your music. Yeah. Yep. Like, your my parents. mama. See, I love that. So, yeah. But the other side of that is, okay, so she goes home <laughs> and finds out that her mom liked a lot of the things that we'd written, and she got her foot in the door on the TV show The Voice, but I had never watched The Voice. So – She's finding out about me from her mom, and I'm finding out about, about her, her from my kids. Voice. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, you know, I, I'd love to talk the voice. I do, I love those shows, but yeah. I didn't watch a lot of the voice. Nothing right. again, yeah. but I did catch it the year Emily Ann was on. Nuh-uh. No, it was probably my first time. I oh, had cool. seen bits and pieces of it, but I love country music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love classic country music. I yeah. and I, I just love I love great singers who just you feel that. Yeah. yeah, country, you know that vibe. And I remember watching Emily Ann saying, oh, my gosh, that little gal can yeah. sing. Oh. I mean, that can sing. There were several times I thought, okay, that's who. And I'd go back every now and then and say, wonder how she's doing on this. Wonder how she's doing on this. Oh, and, Dusty, that's um, So that was season nine, is that right? Yes, 2015. Gosh. So you were. It makes me feel so old. I was 16 years old um, on the show. Oh, my and so I have socks. <laughs> So this year makes it, so we're in 2024. Yeah, It'll be nine. eight years oh since I've God. been in town because yeah. I got off the show end of 2015 and then started working in Nashville 2016. Mm. Eight years of doing this. Gosh. So, Dusty, when you go back and look at oh. those clips of her yeah. singing on yeah. The Voice, mm. try and find the one where she plays the mandolin because, I mean, she smoked oh. it. You're I, trying to. I, need, I will do that. I will no, do that. Dusty, don't no, Dusty, don't do that. No. He's trying to make me share all my dirty secrets. Is and it, you just know one. what? Okay. I will. Did just you one. play? Did you I, really play? Okay, so here's the story. <laughs> so I. Oh my goodness. You know, see, not everybody would have caught this, Dave, but now we're going to let the whole world know. So <laughs> when you're on The Voice and you make it to the finale, they let you send in a list of five artists that would be like your dream collaborations okay and so my list was strong it was dolly parton ricky skaggs vince gill allison krauss and patty loveless 
Wow. Those were my five. A couple Some of great, <laughs> great singers. <laughs> so I was like, no matter who you pick, I'm going to be thrilled. Um, and so they got Ricky, and Ricky came out, and we did Country Boy. And he was so sweet. He changed the, like, he did a mod so I could sing a verse in a key that worked for me. And he was like, you sing Country Girl, and I'll sing Country Boy. And so anyways, everybody was picking on it. And Ricky was playing guitar, and Janae Fleener was there playing fiddle, (laughs) and she was like, you can't just not play anything. And I was like, well, I mean, do I play guitar? And she was like, well, I've got a mandolin. And I was like, I've never played the mandolin. She was like, it'll look good. Okay, I'm going to find this. So she hands me a mandolin, and I'm just up there like... Literally, the whole all the strings are deadened. I don't even think it was plugged in. I'm sure it wasn't. It was just a prop. And and then now that I look back, I'm like, Emily, that was so foolish because you're on the stage with Ricky Skaggs, who is like, are you kidding me? Like, I've heard mandolin before. Oh, my gosh. And then I'm up there with a the mandolin just like. Here, but here's the deal, though. You, you own the moment. And, and Dusty, when you did, go back and watch it, you'll go, huh, what, I wouldn't have known yeah. it. Did you? Did anybody come to you afterwards besides Dave? My friends and family. They're like, since when do you play mandolin? Okay, that's, I think that is awesome. I was like, oh, you know, I'm sure in our history, there's been numerous artists who get up oh, there yeah. with a guitar. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a there's a concept oh. video out floating around. That I think I've gotten all the copies back in. But the Spears one time had to tape a video, and and we were over in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it had a fiddle intro. And did you? <laughs> I went and rented one at a local store for okay. the day. Oh, Loosen the strings, put black tape on it, and and fake. And I'm okay. on video. See, that's that's. And yeah. and it was a solo. It was a, it was a fiddle intro. That's Smoke and so mirrors, fun. everybody. Yep, that's exactly right. That's a, well. I'm, I will be doing my research tonight. I think a lot of people will. A lot yeah, of our I, listeners. A lot will. of our listeners. Great. I'm excited. <laughs> But you, you, you know what? I heard it. Uh, you know Ray Flynn. Yeah. So the story I heard again, I hear stuff, and uh, I assume it's true. But he heard you on that show, mm-hmm. and told his people, yeah. she's she's talking about her faith. She's yeah. all the things that made an impression on the Christian music community. You were doing at 16 years old on mm-hmm. network TV, mm-hmm. and you don't. That's not the kind of thing you go in and you read the Bible before that show, so you've got something spiritual to quote. Mm. Well, you know, that show came at a very interesting time in my life. Um, I was a junior in high school, but the couple years before that, I battled anxiety really, really, really Mm. heavily. And I thought that I would never live a normal life because Mm -hmm. of how bad it was. Um, And so the reason that I think, honestly, since that time in my life, but especially when I was on The Voice, everything was so fresh. And I, if I did not have the Word of God in my life, a Mm -hmm. part of every aspect of what I was doing and in my days and in my mind and in my heart, I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. I mean, I I was in a fragile place, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had just gone through that crazy battle with anxiety and then the, the voice came in as an opportunity and it fell in our laps. A lot of people don't know this, but we did not pursue that at all. Mm. Um, my dad would take videos of me on an iPad and post them to YouTube just for friends and family to see of me singing and, um, a casting producer from the voice saw one of those videos and invited me to come to a callback audition. And my mom and dad, when they got that email, they almost didn't even tell me because they thought she can't handle this. And they prayed about it and they said, well, we have to tell her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like we have to tell her. And so they ended up telling me and, you know, we kind of thought about it and I thought, well, what do I have to lose? I need to at least try. I need to go try and see what happens. And, so we went to a callback audition, and the doors were flying open so fast we could hardly walk through them fast enough. I mean, that's how crazy it was. God just, like, completely orchestrated all of that. But, um, yeah, my my faith in me could not be separated because, yeah. and, and still to this day, like, I 
I say it all the time. I don't know how people do it without the Lord because I did. Yeah. I, I tried. Wow. And it was, mm. it was miserable, and it got me nowhere. There's a story about you going in and meeting with your pastor. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that something yeah. you're comfortable sharing? Absolutely. Um, so basically, a, a short version of my battle with anxiety. I, I grew up in church my whole life. I always knew about the Lord. I got saved when I was in the third grade. I knew I was a sinner. I knew I needed Jesus. Mm. And I know that I got saved. But my life didn't really change, and it wasn't until, and when I say my life didn't change, I'm not saying that, like, I didn't mean my commitment to the Lord. I had been raised yeah. to, to know God's Word and to know right from wrong my whole life. So that's why I didn't have some crazy conversion. I was in the third grade. Yeah. But I realized as I got older and I faced trials in my life that, I put a lot of my hope in my mom and dad. Mm. And whenever things got hard or if, you know, if something bad happened, I always thought, well, mom and daddy can fix it, you know? And it wasn't until my grandmother got sick with Alzheimer's that I realized my mom and daddy are not in control of anything. Mm. And they have no power over the trials and the hard times that come in this life. And I started struggling with fear because I knew that my mom and daddy were really worried about my grandmother. My sister was gone to college. I was all alone at home. And I watched my grandmother deteriorate before my eyes. Mm. And I was young enough to where when things would go bad, I wouldn't stay home alone. So mom and dad would take me with them. And so I was just, I had a front row view of how hard life can get sometimes. And also a front row view of a mom and daddy that love you and, and love their parent, but they can't do anything about it. You know, just a, a total lack of control, I felt like, was what my, my life was in and what situation we were in. And so I didn't talk to anybody about it, and... I started letting fears just absolutely rule my mind. I didn't pray about it. I just bottled it all up. And little by little, it started out with just like, I, I would tell, I remember being in language arts class in eighth grade and telling my teacher in the middle of the class, I feel like there's an elephant on my chest. I just can't take a good breath. And I thought that there was something wrong with me. And so, you know, they would take me to the nurse, and my mom took me to the doctor. We had my heart tested. We, I was convinced that there was something wrong with me. I was like, my, something's wrong with my heart. It's like it's racing. I can't get a good deep breath. And then it spiraled into I can't eat, and I'm nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. And when I would eat, I would get sick. And so I couldn't hold food down. And then it turned into just living in a full-blown state of panic. Yeah. And... um I'll tell you, if I've learned anything, people don't fall off the deep end overnight. It is a slow fade. And when we allow our fears to rule in our mind and we keep feeding our fears, they will grow and they will take over our life and they'll steal all of our joy. Um, and so it got to a place where... Um, I wasn't eating. I couldn't leave the house. I couldn't look at my phone. I couldn't hang out with my friends. Couldn't even go to church. It was horrible. Um, and I had just about given up hope of having any type of normal life. Um, I thought that I would never feel peace again. I would look around at the world around me and my friends and family, and I would think, like, how, how do you feel so normal? <laughs> and I, I, I can't even think straight. Like, I'm, I'm going crazy. It was, it was awful. I mean, it was awful. And so um, my mom took me finally to my pediatrician and made me fill out a depression and anxiety questionnaire. And my doctor told me that I needed to go on medication for anxiety. And it was something in that moment that I guess made it real. Like what I was struggling with, all of a sudden I had a name for it. And for whatever reason... I was I broke down and I told my mama I want to go talk to my pastor before we do anything. Mm-hmm. And so she took me to my pastor and I sat down and I spilled 
my guts about every fear that I had had for the past year that had taken over my mind and my life. You know, I just word vomited it, honestly, yeah. and cried my way through it. And as I said it out loud, all of a sudden it helped me like rationalize it. And I was like, that's kind of crazy what? that that thought wow. is, is, you know, taking over my mind so much. And the, the more I talked about it, the lighter and lighter the burden got, just being able to talk about it with someone else instead yeah. of just trying to process it all on my own. And yeah. we talked through all of it. And he told me, you know, Emily, don't go against what your doctor says. And I, I, I always feel funny sharing this story because there's nothing wrong with taking medicine whatsoever. But I never had to do that. And I feel like if I, if I didn't give God the full glory for what yeah. he did, that would be yeah. wrong. Yeah. And so he told me, he was like, before you do anything, I want you to go home. And I want you to get in the word. He asked me, how much time do you spend in the word of God every day? And I said, well, <laughs> I do like a Jesus calling devotional a couple times a week. He was like, that's good. He's like, but I want you to open up your Bible. Wow. And I want you to start praying about yeah. these things and yeah. taking these things to the Lord. And I want every single time these fears come into your mind, I want you mm. to combat them with God's word and his truth and his promises. Because just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean it's true. So true. That's just a feeling. That is so true. Just okay? Feeling. So, mm. you know, you've got to be able to fight those fears and those feelings with the word of God. And so when I tell you I went home and could not get enough of God's word, it was like I I was drinking from a fire hose for the first time in my life. It's like I felt the power that I'd always heard about in songs and heard about in church, but I felt it for real in my life because I would read the word of God and I would be able to apply that to the situation I was in and and know when a fear comes into my mind of Emily, the sky's going to fall and you're going to be all alone and what are you going to do? Instead, I would say, no, 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 no. My God will never leave me or forsake me. And when I am afraid, I will trust in you. And don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. And then you'll experience God's peace, which will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Come on. And when you're able to <laughs> when you're able to pull from that yeah. all yes. of a sudden all of those yeah. things that were so scary they don't seem that scary anymore yeah. they don't seem that scary anymore but until you make that switch then awesome. you you can't Goodness. fight anxiety on your own no, no you can't there's an old Gaither vocal band song i don't just you may know who wrote it but I just, it was, you know, there are songs that writers hear and go, God, I wish I'd have yeah, thought of that. Yeah. But it was, I was glad when I heard you're getting into the word. Yes. Is the word getting song. into you? Yes. And it's yeah. so true. And that is so true. I mean, even as she's saying all that, I'm sitting here thinking, I know the word. Yeah. But that's knowing the word. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is knowing the word. Mm-hmm. And that's, man, that's, we had church. I think it was Karen Peck who said about you, she is flat-footed when she's talking about the Word of God. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I've never heard yeah. that. <laughs> it sounds like something Karen would say. Oh, she said it with more Southern accent. <laughs> a, she you did. could probably understand she, it. Hey, y'all. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. What, I love her. What I love about Emily Ann is when I've, been, when I've seen her out on the road with different things is she gets up there and she wows the people. Yes. But then and she then, does that. Yes. And I'm telling you, that is powerful. And so, I, I mean, you at that point, you know, this girl means business. It's real, yeah. It's her fun songs. It's her great stuff. But all of a sudden, she has the audience. I've, and, you know, we see that a lot, Dave. You see great artistry. But all of a sudden, I see her give the gospel message yeah. in the most powerful way with just a few hard-hitting yeah. truths. Mm-hmm. We, powerful. we talked about for him earlier, oh. and one of the things that they did f- from day one, I, I don't know, I assume that with truth they all had to memorize yep. chapters yeah. of Scripture because yeah. it would just come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's just her just, I know those Scriptures, but yes. man, for her to say, duh, 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 yes. duh, all of a sudden you you feel your faith. I do. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. my faith, and I'm, I'm strong in the Lord. But mm-hmm. I yeah. feel it all of a sudden saying, okay, yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. That's good, Emily. And for what it's mm-hmm. worth, 
I was in a co-write today, and we were struggling with where to go in the second verse, and so you just you just you just gave it, so. see. <laughs> You better give her a third of that. There's not a chance that her name will be anywhere near the credits. Oh but. I'll give it to you as a freebie. Well, oh, I, I think awesome. I've got one coming. That's well, awesome. Now, the but, Word of God is so powerful. It is yes, powerful. it is. I've yeah. struggled with that for years, yeah. you know, and I think every Christian, if they're honest, yeah. <laughs> will say that they struggled with that. It's oh, easy to look at someone wait, else. Let's, let's listen to just that line. I think every Christian, if they're yeah. honest. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> But, but we, no, but, but, it, but hey, but that's when we the just, truth. But when we just heard Emily Ann, yes. I wish everybody, I, and I hope it comes, I, I, I feel like it will. Yeah. Man, she believes what she just spoke. I felt Absolutely. that. I mean, her quoting that, yeah. you see it yeah. all over her. So, Delcy, you your introduction to Emily yeah. Ann yeah. was with... Probably high road. High road, yeah. I had now I had knew who she was and I had followed her afar and I, I, I loved what I saw. But then when I she she's just so precious when you meet her. The first time I, I'm trying to think, it might have been up at the Ark Encounter mm-hmm. or else it was out at Rory's. Yes. Uh, maybe it was at she, she made you feel like you're her best friend. She, was that <laughs> the mean, night at the tent? It was back because they were in the building. We that were was in the, the building. first night yes. when I met her, and we went. I went back, and you. I felt like I was her best friend. I know you yeah. think you're her best friend, but I knew I. No, was that I night. used to, but we're, we're past that point. She was so. <laughs> she, yes, uh, it's it was authentic. just powerful. I want to tell about that because that's the first night I heard her sing one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Who is? There's another artist that sings it too that I've always said was my favorite, yeah. and I'm sorry, but when Emily Ann started, she just shared so briefly about what this song meant to her. Mm-hmm. And when she started singing many things about tomorrow, I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow and I know who holds my hand. That place, the anointing fell. I mean, people started lifting their hands and she, there was such an assuredness of Emily Ann that I was, I thought, that's the real deal. That's what I love about great artistry. I don't care if it's country. I don't care if it's pop. When you see that heart and you know what she's singing about. And, it was, it was, and the people know. And the people So I drove to here High Road because I'm kind of trying to get a feel for, for who's doing what. Yep, and, yep. and Ivy was playing fiddle, yep. but she was also playing for Jimmy Fortune, so yep. I'd met her through yep. Jimmy. Yep. Sarah was playing keys, yep. and yep. she's scary good. Yep. She, she'll she'll yep. blow it out of the yep. water. Yeah. But then I'd go hear uh, Emily Ann oh. in concert, and Sarah is playing keys for her, and Ivy's on fiddle. And then the next <laughs> night, it's, I don't know how you kept that all straight. Yeah. Oh, gosh. We worked our tails off they keeping did. it all straight. But there was such, a, and I love that she did that for that time. Oh, of, I loved that but time. But I loved watching her and Sarah yes. because there was mm-hmm. such a precious And then the night, yeah. the night at the tent out oh, yeah. of Rory's, I was there. Yeah. you sang... Um, do you remember what you closed that show with? Oh, praise the name. Oh, praise I the name. Mm-hmm. And I'd heard that yeah. and heard it, but I'd never heard it and felt it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that song has a special story, too. Mm. I heard that song for the very first time when I was on The Voice. And um, I had never been on an airplane before <laughs> going out on The Voice. Oh, like, gosh. that's how I lived a very sheltered life. And we had never d- done anything or gone anywhere except Florida for one week to go to the beach. And other than that, <laughs> in Dollywood, we were just in, at home, you know? Wow. And so my, that was like a shock to me. And especially knowing my story, it, I was fragile <laughs> during that time. And so I wanted so badly to be able to go to church when we were out in L.A. And 
there were other Christians who were on my season of The Voice, and a bunch of us went to the producers and asked if they would get a van to take us to church on a Sunday. Wow. Because oh, I just love this. It... you're not allowed to go anywhere. A lot of people yeah, don't know yeah, this, but they yeah. keep, like, you can't yeah. rent a car. Yeah. You can't go anywhere. So you're at that hotel, and you can only go to where you can walk to. But they agreed to get us a van and take us to Hillsong, L.A., Oh, now, wow. I grew up in an itty-bitty church in yeah. East Tennessee, so <laughs> so that was a shock. I walk into Hillsong, L.A., and there's lights, and there's yeah. smoke, and, oh, yeah. and it's like a concert. And a woman comes out to welcome us, and she literally said, welcome to the show. Wow. Yes. And wow. I was thinking to myself, like, where am I? But I'll tell you what, they went into worship yeah. and they sang that song, Oh it's Praise good, the Name. It's a great song. And I couldn't I couldn't help but just cry my eyes out. Yeah. And I wow. went home that day to our hotel room and I've still got this journal. I I have the journal that I wrote in and that I did all my Bible study in and mm. wrote my prayers in while I was on the voice. And I look back at it every once in a while. I emotional talking about it, but I went back that Sunday and I looked up that song and I wrote out every lyric of that song. Mm. And that was almost like my, that was my song that got me through that journey. And so I think that's why when I sing it now, I do sing it with so much passion yeah. because yeah. it mm. takes me there, you know, oh and it, it's been, it's been well, a special and it, song it to me. It took me there. And I don't know, you wouldn't remember this, but after the show that night, I said, Okay, do you remember what I said about the song? No. I said, I'm good. So much of what I say just, just goes right over her head. I said, next year, I'm going to close our Christmas musical for Lilness with that. Yeah, I remember. And we did. Did it, you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Phil Nitz and Christopher Phillips did it with Christchurch last year. Oh, that's awesome. And they ended it. And I was, I was, I guess I can say this, but I was nervous even then, knowing yeah. how good they were, yeah. how much budget we had to spend. Yeah. Yeah. Would I be able to feel what I felt that night in the tent oh. in Columbia, Tennessee? I know. Yeah. So you left High Road. Mm -hmm. You we we've, we've heard you sing the national anthem at the Predators game. <laughs> we've been watching, and and I've I've been real upfront with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you balance the two worlds yeah, yeah. like you do yeah, but she does and you've never wavered from that and and if i remember right when i first time i ever brought it up to you the statement that you made was god hasn't released me from pursuing a country career i heard her say mm -hmm. that too we had a talk at quartet convention and then we had a phone conversation yeah uh, before gma a couple of years ago mm -hmm. maybe a year and a half ago and i'm telling you what she was so adamant and in a most Christ-like way of that, that's God had not told her to do anything different. Mm -hmm. This is what she's yeah. supposed to do. And that to me is what salt and that's, light is supposed to that's be. That's sweet. That's supposed to be salt and light. I mean, she can do her fun little be salt and light. I mean, she can do her fun little <laughs> silly, I don't yeah. want to say well, silly no, but they, songs. Yeah, they are. But you look and then you sit down with her and you talk with her or you hear her sing Another of my favorite songs, the building, the building, which we've not even talked about, which should have, and I'm going to say it, it should be a number one song yes. all and, over the place. Oh. And I'm not convinced it won't be. It very well could be. Yeah. It very mm -hmm. well could be. But when you sit down and talk with Emily, I mean, I'll walk away from here and I'll get in my car tonight and some, what we have, we've had a half hour. I'm, I'm all of a sudden, I'm reminded that's a, that's one of the strongest Christian people yeah. I've met. Oh, gosh. Well, I, and I know she has stuff and junk and struggles yeah, just like the do. rest of us. But when I hear what you had to say, those times, our talk conversations mm -hmm. and the security of that, I tell you that, that's, that's Christ. That's well, Christ. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, those, <laughs> me being adamant about, you know, knowing for sure that I'm where the Lord wants me to be has not come without struggle. Oh, yeah. There have been plenty of years that I have questioned yeah. Oh, yeah. because, you know, I love the Lord with all my heart, but for whatever reason, I was always drawn to country music. Mm -hmm. 
And then when I went on The Voice, I was singing country songs. And more than anything, I wanted to be able to share my faith. And I was able to do that. And I'm so thankful for that. And to this day, you know, God has opened up doors in both worlds. Right. And the crazy thing is when I start thinking, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't do country music because I'm a Christian and I should do Christian music. I'm just going to walk away from all this. I'm reminded I didn't start this to begin with. I didn't forge this path. That's so good. And who am I to say, no, God, I know you've opened these doors, Mm. but I'm not going to follow. I think I know better. I'm going to go do this. Mm. And Jason Crabb gave me advice. It's so simple. Wait, let's, (laughs) let's stop there for a minute. You took advice from I Jason. I took advice from okay. Jason Crabb, um, believe it or not. It was so that. Much, I, and I've known Jason for 25 plus years. So much I want to say, I love you, Jason. But I, okay, <laughs> That's okay. not where we I'm going We all love you, advice. Jason. We all love Jason. Yes, okay. we do. Yes, we so, do. So um, I was at an event. It was one of Ray Flynn's events. Um, we were both singing that night. And... Jason was just encouraging me afterwards and pouring into me. And I was in the thick of it of feeling like, you know, I had all these voices in my ears. Christians will be the first to tell Tell you you what you're supposed to do. What you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and tell you that if you're a Christian, Mm -hmm. you can't go these places, you can't do these things. Mm -hmm. And and so that's how I was under so many different Mm -hmm. influences. And um, Jason told me. When I told him, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to go this way or go that way. Mm. He said, Emily, he said, God opens the doors. You just run. You just keep running. You just keep going. And he was like, quit looking this way and that way, trying to decide, Mm. should I go this way? Should I go that way? No. You just keep going through the open doors. And I've tried to just live my life that way because I don't know. If it's up to me, I'll mess it up. I don't know what's right and wrong. You know, I know a little bit from God's word, but for the most part, when I'm making big decisions, Mm. I need the Lord. And so if he's opening the doors, even if it doesn't always make sense to me, I know there's a reason. And I can say now with confidence, I have been at country music festivals that are the farthest thing from a spiritual environment where I have been able to sing the building and I have been able to sing I Know Who Holds Tomorrow and I have shared the gospel and people have come to my merch table in their tank tops and holding a beer or whatever it is they're drinking and they have cried and said, my child ran away and I haven't known what to do and your song ministered to me and I've been able to pray with them at a country music festival and that's when I... Go to bed at night yeah. and say, Thank yeah. you, God. Thank was, you, God. It was right, yeah. It was right. And if I have to sing chickens and whole lot of little to do it, I'm going to sing those songs. And, and <laughs> you know? Chris, Chris Golden talked about his wow. dad yeah. said when yeah. Oaks went country, mm-hmm. his dad said, we will, we, will tell the, we will share the gospel with yeah. more people. And, they, and, yes. they, and look and they what did. they've done. Yeah. Look what they've done. Yeah. People, they can sing Elvira, Y'all Come Back Saloon. <laughs> yeah. They can sing... But at the end of the day, what do they know about the Oak Ridge Boys? Yeah. yeah. Those are godly. Dwayne, I mean, those yeah. are, they, 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 they shared Jesus. Yeah. Every concert. So you were, you were on the, on the voice we talked about. Mm-hmm. You, you were on, again, I haven't watched except your mandolin special because mm-hmm. I looked <laughs> okay. that up. But, but the, so an interesting thing that you'll, you'll think uh, is funny. I was I was talking to Janae Fleener one day, who mm-hmm. is like what the last five years. Yeah, CMA Musician of the Year. Yes, she's incredible. She's kind of good. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and and so she's she's asking about my writing, and I say, well, you know, I've, I've written Christian music. She said, well, do you write with anybody that's country? And I said, well, I've been writing with uh, Jerry Sally. And she, oh, I love Jerry. Mm-hmm. I said, and there's a girl, I don't know if you ever heard her or not, but her name was Emily Ann. Mm-hmm. And I said, evidently she was on The Voice. I said, no, I'm not sure a lot about that show. And, and Janae's literally like the fiddle player. She said, yeah, I was in the house band. For, <laughs> and I was kind of, well, there you go. There goes my credibility. <laughs> there it goes. I, yeah. I need to watch more TV. Uh, well, I, yeah. I, but you, you end that. Okay, so you got Blake Shelton's attention. Mm. And you you're working with 
in LA and you're mm-hmm. working with all these people. So everybody would know that that meant immediate Nashville success. Is, oh, that, is that how that played out for that you? That is, of course, how it played out. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about this this morning mm. because, like we said, that was 2015 when I was on the show. And I got off that show and thought, I'm yeah. off to the races. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I didn't know anything about music. I mean, but I, I knew that I had had songs on the top of the charts from The Voice and I had had all these new followers. Yeah. and. Yeah. People were telling us, like, you've got to capitalize on this exposure and get music out right now. And so I thought, yeah, I'm off to the races. And, you know, God has protected me so much because I I met with some different folks. And that was what everybody's story was until I met with my manager that I'm working with now. And he was in no hurry. He said, Emily, you are 17 years old now at this point. And he said, you have got so much time to figure out what message you want to bring, how you want it to sound, and who you are. And I'm so thankful for that because I didn't get thrown into something that I wasn't ready for. Um, Although in the moment, I thought that I was ready and I believed I was ready. And, you know, yesterday, actually, I was named one of CMT's Next Women of Country Music. I saw, I saw that. I, I saw, saw that, too. And That's kind of a big deal. Which is crazy. That's a big deal. It's but, crazy. Yes. And mm. I was thinking about it last night, and I remember back in 2016 going to the CMT Next Women of Country event, standing in the back with my agent at the time, and being so inspired by all those ladies up on that stage and thinking to myself, next year I'll be in that. Wow. And then the next year rolled around, and I wasn't in that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'll keep working hard, and next year I'll be in that. And the next year rolled around. Mm-hmm. And eight years later, God, here God, I am. God That's knows. what I used to think at the Dove Awards. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we have these timelines <laughs> oh, in our minds. Sure. You've and been thinking that for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I'm just you have joking. no idea. I'm just joking. We call that the, what Bob Hope used to call the Academy Awards the Passover. That's yeah. what the Dove Awards were in our eyes. I'm just joking, Dave. <laughs> but, yeah, you think in your mind that it's yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. And and now that it actually has happened, Yeah. first of all, I know that I don't know. You when you are in the moment, mm. you think like there have been times during these eight years that I thought I don't have what it takes to keep going, <laughs> and I don't know what I'm doing here. And is anything ever going to work out? Am, am I ever going to get there? You question all of those things, and then when you finally achieve that thing that you've been, you know, that's been on your list, your bucket list maybe, or your goal list. you realize that the joy doesn't come from that achievement. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to find the joy in the process of it the because there mm-hmm. is some satisfaction right. in knowing that you accomplished something, yeah. right. but it's fleeting. Yeah. When you accomplish something, all you're going to want is to accomplish the next thing, and that's what I've learned about in this business. Just when you think, oh, I've made it there, mm-hmm. there will be somewhere else to go. Sure. And so you can't look for that satisfaction and contentment in whatever it is you're chasing after. At least, I don't know if that makes any sense. But that's something that I thought it about does. last night. Yeah. Like, I've, I have worked towards this for years, and now I'm here. But it's like my goals are just still going. Sure. And you know? Great. And speaking of somewhere else to go, you want to share what you're going to be doing next month? Yes. Which is incredible. <laughs> I pray, I've been it's kind of a big deal, too. I really have. If you go into my office, mm-hmm. I have a little bulletin board that has a lot of artists' favorite scriptures that I work with. But I have a prayer that for Emily Ann and Sarah, because I know Sarah's going. She's to, going with but me. It's Emily Ann's baby. Wow. And I, I said, pray for Emily Ann each day for the month of March. No. you. I sure do. Wow. I sure do. Oh, my goodness. So well, tell, tell us. I'm going on the Back to the Honky Tonk Tour with Blake Shelton, yeah, supporting yeah. him out mm. on the road wow. for six weeks. Yeah. Mm. We're taking Jesus to the Honky Tonk, baby. Um, <laughs> Which, that's what we should be doing. That's what we should be folks. doing. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I know. I heard a preacher say one time, I never caught a fish that was already clean. Mm. Wow. 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 That's powerful. 
Yeah. That's what I'm here for. And I know we talk about that all the time. And we hear great preachers and people saying, you know, you Jesus never, Jesus always went to the unclean places. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. But this is, uh, and, and that's really doing it back. But yeah. this is now. This is why yeah. I love, I know you're going to show Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's a, I remember where I was when I saw that pop up on the screen. I went, yeah. wow. I, that's, mean, that's I knew huge. her when she was yeah. yelling that's at huge. the band on No Holy Night. <laughs> <laughs> that is, and that's a huge answered prayer, too. Yeah. You know, you, you go through seasons yeah. where you are sowing seeds and you don't see anything. Yeah. And then you go through seasons where you feel like you're finally getting to see the harvest of all yeah, the work yeah. that you've put in. And I feel like I'm in that season. After eight uh, years, I yeah. feel like I'm eight in that Eight years of an overnight story. And yeah. I feel like the story, you're just it's writing just, it forward. Yeah. It's oh. just really well, starting for you. I can't wait for you to come off that tour. We want to talk to you again. And, yes. what, and hear what the people say. Because you you are you're anointed. There's an yeah. anointing on you, and when you walk out there and you do, yeah, yeah, I know you'll do your fun little songs <laughs> and have fun, but I know, I know that I know, you'll you're gonna have. I always used to love to go to the record table afterwards and Jamie and hear the stories from the people because yes. that's where you find yeah. out. Yeah, that's where you find out what really took place that night, and yes. I guarantee you, you're gonna come back off that road from meet and greets and from things saying, "Oh, it's great. This person was here. This person was there." But here's this little mother that her daughter yeah. ran away. Or here's this person that struggled with anxiety. Mm-hmm. They're going to come up to you, and you're going to be Jesus with skin on. Mm. So there's, there's some other, wow. other funny Emily Ann things that <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on going here, but it just feels like the right thing to do. Yeah, let's just talk about funny Emily Ann things. That feels right. <laughs> we, could, we could make it a two-part episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... So we talked about her mother knew the artist that you know yeah. that, that from yes, our era. Yes. So we were at a reception in in March of last year, I think, down at BMI. Yes. And it was to celebrate some songs, and Dan Dean was there. Yes. Who from Phillips Garden Dean? Oh, I <laughs> I don't remember. I'm older. She than got you by to two meet weeks. Dan Dean, who her mother, from what I heard, was like. I can't believe you're meeting all my people and I'm not there. Yeah, she was. I took pictures. I was like, Mama, look. She also got got to meet Larnell Harris, who she had never heard of. Oh, Emily. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) But your mom had. Yeah. And and that that was a a pretty special day, obviously. But but that was one of the coolest parts of it for me. And and because of our different ages, you know, we we do work a lot together. But Mm -hmm. but you. You're one of the few people also that I've gotten to introduce you to some people. Yeah. And some people that you knew from in different walks, but it was like, hey, I want you to see what I see in them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you've walked into the room because you trusted me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a trust that I don't take for granted, but it works both ways. Mm-hmm. So Emily Ann called me a while back and said, uh, hey, you want to write with the Vaughn family? And I said, sure, sweet who are they? People. No, sweet people. No, I love the Vaughn family. Well, I didn't, I didn't know oh, who they sweet were. Sweet people. Mm-hmm. But because you said, so I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, the, somebody from the family writes songs. No, we got in the room, and, and I'm sure they'll hear this, they'll laugh. But it was Emily Ann and me and the Vaughn family. The whole Vaughn family. In a tiny room at Starstruck downtown, oh. like a closet of a room. We just crammed in there. And it was one of the most fun the, co-writes. They're, they're yeah. sweet and it's people. led to more and more songs with mm-hmm. them. And they, they are some of my favorite people. Yeah, but but again, in this town, that trust, yeah. it's, I wish it came easier, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and there have been, been other things. <laughs> well, Emily Ann showed up one morning. Now, Dusty, you know me well enough to know that. My eating habits are a suspect. I'm, I'm known to eat some junk food. She showed up at a co-write one morning with homemade cinnamon rolls. Yeah, and he didn't want them. I literally like needed the dough, everything from scratch. And he was She's like, st- 
I've got a candy bar. And I'm like, bro, I this is made cinnamon homemade rolls. cinnamon rolls. I'm still waiting for her to knit me a scarf. Well, you know I what? Know. I've been asking for that as I well. I want, that's what I want from Emily. So, is a, I a scarf. I and you. I will, listen, if that's you, what I want. If you follow her social oh. media, she's like making her own clothes. She's opening she's, up for Blake Shelton, but she's making she cinnamon a, rolls. She, yeah. I know. Okay, I can't believe homemade cinnamon. And you, did you, did he eat one? No, I don't think he even ate one. Oh he was like, "Don't day. take it personal." Yeah, he was like, "I don't, I don't like it when my wife makes homemade stuff either." I was like, "Your poor wife." I de- oh <laughs> no, my I, just, I didn't like it. I, should, <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer put, uh, things out of bars. the can. He, he, yeah, he prefers he prefers them out of the box and yeah, out of yes. the can. That makes so. And and the other thing, so one day I'm sitting at home and, and the phone rings and it's and it's her and I'm on speakerphone. And it's her and Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris doesn't get talked about a lot in these stories, he's but he needs jewel. to. He's amazing. He's a jewel. Yeah, he is a jewel. And he's, he's, he's like remodeling this house. Uh, and uh, the furniture he did. I, I know. Used, he does really good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I know. So they're looking for a name for the YouTube channel to, to showcase the remodel of this uh-huh. house. <laughs> she starts the question by, I think it should be, but Chris <laughs> thinks it should be. And Chris said to call you. Well, Do you remember what my advice was? That I'm always right. Just let her be right quicker because you're going <laughs> to end up there anyway. That's really true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you assess yeah. her house, right? Yeah. Yes, and actually, I don't know how we, I think I came up with that with my guitar player because... <laughs> I actually, I think my guitar player flat out like said it, but it's Sasser House. We've got a YouTube channel, and we started it a little over a year ago. And the whole Come purpose. On, I don't know about this. Oh, you'll have to okay, check it out. It's I fun. Will. It's, it's fun. But we bought our first house, and Chris does a lot of like DIY home renovation yeah. stuff, and he flips furniture and yep, builds furniture. Yep. And then I'm I love cooking. I love homemaking. And we're young. We got married yeah. at. 22 and we don't have a lot of money and but we want to have a a cozy home to come home to and so our whole thought process behind it was like okay we want to make this for other folks that are like us Mm. you know when you turn on hgtv they're ripping down walls and doing all kinds of stuff that's over a lot of our heads so what can we do to show other folks that that they can do this stuff too, it's you know? Amazing. And so wow. we, we share that stuff. I share my crochet stuff on there. I share cooking stuff on there. Cooking. Um, I just love that. Yeah. So anyways, it's and a fun I, little outlet. My favorite part of that is, is when she'll post something and it may be like <laughs> late at night and she's got Chris out like, digging rocks to lay a new sidewalk or something. I, I love I, and it. I always just go, God. That that is one high maintenance woman. Oh my no. gosh! Well, I tell you what, I do. I keep us on track, and Chris would say it if he was here. He would he would say, "I keep us on track." The understatement it, of the episode. No, he keeps. I keep us on track. Chris is precious, and he'll do anything. I know exactly what you're going to say. He's very laid back. He, yeah, I'm not laid back. <laughs> no, really, my I wife wouldn't have picked that up. Yeah, I I think it takes. I have a wife that's very laid back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you you know well Cindy's she keeps things on track. She does keep things on track, but I'm I have to keep Levon, and she would she would admit that too. Yeah, but I bet with Chris, first of all, I know he adores you, but you probably do have to keep because he is very laid back. Yeah, he's so So, laid back, and he's like, oh, it'll happen when it happens, kind of thing. I'm like. Nope. We're on a time frame. Yeah. Like, these are our goals, and this is how we're going to achieve them. I love that. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> and he helps me when you, I'm... Yeah. I don't even want to know what you're about to say. But he helps me when I'm... Um, I can be a workaholic because I, I'm such yeah. a goal-oriented, uh, goal-oriented person. Yeah. And so, uh, he helps me... Breathe. Breathe yeah, and let's, chill. Let's, let's so, we're that. good for each other. Opposites <laughs> attract. And what the listener can't see... Is that oh, I've been watching. I've been waiting her for finger you her to yeah. say, to have tell her to hold her hand motions. Yeah, but yeah, she's I've, doing great. Well, again, she's just let her be right because we'll fix it later. Hey, we're we're about out of time. This has been awesome, uh-huh. and I I love that people are going to hear hopefully yes, some different yes. parts of your story. Yeah. But I do too. man, people you, need to follow her on Instagram. And they need yes. I, this Sasser House. The, what? Yes, we have a Sasser House Instagram too. So, okay, that yeah. Just, if you're into that kind of stuff, yeah. it's fun. We just we share more of like our real life on there. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, yes. 
So and all the stuff that she crochets, that, you know, I you asked for a sweater, I asked for a sock. No, I Just, wanted. To, I want. <laughs> haven't I told you for? I mean, a scarf. I've been wanting a scarf. I'll even. I have no pride at this age. I have sent her uh, Instagram messages yeah. when she first started. I said. Oh, I love that scarf. <laughs> so you what need, I'm honestly really excited to start your scarf because <laughs> Dusty style, I love your style. What about my socks? Well, you give me so much grief about it. I don't know. Yours might be on the back burner. But Dusty style is, I've always uh, admired your style you so much. You have told me that. that and you pull good. off stuff. You wear stuff that I'm, and like, I'm old. so cool. I'm old, but I no. You got you've got so much style, you and so. Me, oh. Anyways, I'll, I'm really excited to <laughs> we'll, design that. Yeah, uh-huh. awesome. we'll see. Uh, but yes, that. you can follow my crochet stuff on there. I love that. Do one fine. thing for me. Okay. Tell me the story. I've heard it. Mm. I got, but I, I'd love to hear it again. Tell me the story mm. about the building. Yeah. So I wrote the building with Michael Farron, and yeah. anybody who knows him knows how anointed he is. God has given him such an incredible yes, gift. Yes, he and um, the first time I got to write with him, we got to know each other real quick and wrote a little sassy song that day, actually. And um, I was getting ready to leave, and I had packed up my stuff, went to use the restroom, came back, and he was just in his own world at yeah. the piano humming and singing to himself and so I just sat down and let him do his thing and he turned around and looked at me and he said I stalked your Instagram before you came in here today Mm. and I was like what Mm. (laughs) what did you find like I post a lot of crazy stuff on there um but he said you wrote something about your home church that I think is a song Mm. and so he pulled it up and it was a picture that a friend had taken of me sound checking for a high road concert at my home church. And I saw that picture and I loved it and it brought up so many emotions and memories. And, and so when I was writing up the post, I, I basically went through a whole laundry list of all the reasons why my church was so special to me. And I talked about how it was the place my mom and daddy met, the place that I met the Lord, the place I was baptized. Yeah the place that was like family reunion every Sunday. My Nana was the church secretary. My great-grandfather was the pastor. Like, the list goes on and on. But Mm. at the end of the post, I said, but, you know, at the end of the day, the reason that this building is so important to me is because this is the place where I met the Lord, (laughs) and he changed everything. (laughs) Which he sings. And so Mm. I am so thankful (laughs) that Michael read that and realized that was a song because Mm. I wrote that, and I never thought that that was a song. Mm. And he said, I have a very similar story about the church that I was raised in. And he said, if you would, you know, be willing, I'd love to chase this idea with you. And I was like, oh, sure, I I would love to to write that. And he said, press record on your phone. I'm not going to remember anything I say. And if y'all don't mind, I'd love to play that because it's so special. And it shows how incredible Michael's gift is but um on october 26 2021 is this the so i pressed record on my phone i had no clue what he was going to say we hadn't talked about anything but just that so the end of the course would say oh The building where Jesus changed my life. I wish people could feel what we feel right now. Yeah, they, I wish people they, could. Feel. All they have to do is oh. Google that song, and they will feel it. it. They do. 
It, I told, remember you sang it, and oh, I mean, was I a mess? Do you remember the I, first night? I didn't know you had that phone thing. That, okay. You've never heard that? Yeah, no. Okay. That's amazing. Don't you ever I will that. never lose oh. it. I will never lose it because. You feel it. it that song was a gift. But I oh, have yeah. a fair oh, yeah. collection of those same kind of moments that. Yeah. Man. He doesn't. He, yeah. You better get it while he's oh. in that zone or you'd never find it. Yeah, he literally said, like, press record, I won't remember. And I was <laughs> crying by the end of that. And the next line he said, he went straight into the, you know, I wonder if these floorboards creak yeah. the same yeah. in 42 yeah. when my great-grandpa, because oh. he had read about my great-grandpa. And I was, oh. I was just like, <laughs> keep going. Like, what is happening right now? I've never experienced a co-write like that yeah. in my yeah. life where a song yeah. was just handed well, yeah. these those are the songs, the Dave. You'll I, I know you'll get this, but they, Bill Gaither, Dottie Rambo, when they would used to hear their different song, different song because he lives or mm-hmm. uh, we shall behold him. Bill would always say about we shall behold him. Well, I was I was fishing that day, or God would have yeah. given me that, and and the same thing. So you guys were listening to God, and a lot of those other great writers, Dave Clark, was <laughs> off fishing <laughs> that day. That's oh, that's man. incredible. Hey, that's incredible. This has been awesome, oh. and we. Man, we, Dustin and I, we love to tell the story, yes, but we, we love we to love hear to it even more. And, hear it. and this well, has been a pretty special day. For and us. we want you back yes. after the Blake yes, Shelton. Yes, we'll have to get and, back together. Um, yeah. I appreciate y'all love having me heart. so much. I love, love y'all so much. It's the building where Jesus oh, yeah. changed my life. We're glad you were here for this episode of I Love to Tell the Story. Be sure and tune in next time for more with Dusty Wells and Dave Clark. It'll just keep getting better and better. Wait and see. See you next time.